As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. Welcome back everyone to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin. I've got Rob on the phone with me today and this is an exciting time. We just got word that UVA and Villanova are going to be playing a neutral site game at Madison Square Garden next basketball season. So we had to jump on and talk about this because this is something that, Rob, I know you've been talking about this for years, I think, how you want to play Villanova every year. Dude, yeah, you got to want to play Villanova every year. I'm so excited. Like, I texted you immediately when this came out and like literally I was just refreshing my Twitter feed and it popped up. I was like, Rothstein, like, are you really doing this to me? It's a Roth bomb. Uh, I love that, by the way. I love that <laughs> Roth bomb. It's kind of like a Woj um, bomb, but not as, not as heavy. Yeah, it's soft. It's like college basketball. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but dude, yeah, I've wanted this for so long. I mean, really since that. 2016-2017 matchup. I think that game was in uh, January when Ty Jerome, that was kind of his coming out party. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Villanova won that game. Great game, 61-59. And then UVA won the game the year before, 86-75 in Charlottesville. So, I mean, just two high-level programs, two, you know, clean, classy programs. To me, this should be an every matchup or every year type of matchup. I love this, man. How are you feeling about this? Yeah, I love it too. I think... Well, I mean, any sports content right now is like great, but right now, especially, I think, you know, it's good to hear that teams are still scheduling, even though this is a weird time and we're not quite sure what's going to happen or what, you know, sports might look like later. You know, we might not even have fans in Madison Square Garden when this game is played, which would suck. But I think it's exciting that these two teams are talking. I think that, you know, it shows that People are taking UVA a lot more seriously now, I think, in terms of scheduling. You know, we've got, you know, a potential Kansas matchup on the schedule. We're playing Villanova. Um, We're playing a Big Ten team. Uh, Hopefully, it's going to be in Charlottesville, hopefully, and hopefully it's a big game. I hope it's Michigan State, but we'll see. And I think that, you know, UVA is a marquee matchup now for a lot of teams. And, you know, we're getting to that point where, you know, last year our all you know our schedule wasn't great last year, but I think at this point, you know, our team is going to be better next year. Uh, we won the national championship, and so now teams are able to schedule us a little bit more aggressively now, and I I like that. I, I'm excited to see what kinds of teams come up 
uh, over the next couple of years, if we do home and homes or if we do neutral site games, I think this is an exciting time. And I love this, you know, hearing this news. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think the big thing you bring up too is, you know, it's harder to get these games in now because it's a 20 game conference schedule, mm-hmm. you know? There's this game isn't going to be in January, most likely. You know, this is going to be a November, December type game. And you mentioned the tournament we're playing in. So, you know, all of a sudden, just flip of a switch, UVA's non-conference schedule is probably one of the toughest in the country. And, you know, not to mention you're playing the full 20-game ACC schedule, you know, assuming everything mm-hmm. goes according to plan. So, I mean, it's harder to get these games in. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, teams want to play Virginia now, you know, and Virginia isn't afraid to you know, play these teams either, you know, I think the national championship really, really put Virginia kind of in the national prominence, not that they weren't already, but, you know, kind of mainstream fans now know, Hey, Virginia. And, you know, hopefully this is a reflection of that, you know, along with the tournament out in California. Yeah. And, you know, the, the other two teams that we could play in that tournament are Georgetown and UCLA. I already mentioned Kansas, but those are two top programs that, we have a chance to to play, and I know Georgetown and UCLA have kind of been, you know, on the on the mix on the bubble for a while. But you know, Georgetown has a it's a historically great program, and UCLA is the best program of all time historically. And you know, they're also on the way up. Kansas has been perennially good for as long as I can remember. So I think it's just exciting to be in a place where we we are now also that marquee matchup. It's like we're the top of that tournament. Like we are supposed to meet Kansas in that final. That's what they want. And that's cool to to see. You know, it's not like the old days where we go to Maui and get blown out in the first round. It's it's, you know, <laughs> let's let's put Virginia in a position to get that marquee matchup that we want at the very end. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I personally with college sports, I love, you know, having games in the home arenas on home fields, you know, to me, that's one of the beauty of college sports, but Madison square garden. I mean, if that doesn't signal a rival, I don't know what it does. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge deal. I mean, players, I remember I paid way too much money to see a game in Madison square garden a few weeks ago or a mm-hmm. few uh, years ago, but it, it's a big deal, man. Like players love it. I mean, Jabri Abdur Rahim, like he retweeted that tweet almost instantly. Yeah. Like, players are so excited about this. I'm so excited about this. You know, hopefully I'm there. I want nothing more than to be an MSG for this game. You know, I've got a question for you. Who do you who do you think has the better home crowd at MSG? Is it Villanova cuz you know Philadelphia's right there or is it UVA because there's a ton of UVA people in New York? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, I want to say UVA cuz I mean quite frankly UVA really travels yeah they travel well for these basketball games i think you've seen that throughout the tournaments and you know uva obviously has a big population in new york there's also a big population in dc um you know i could see a big uva crowd turning up there but Mm -hmm. at the same time man i hope it's an even crowd i'd love to see a 50 50 split yeah going back and forth like they do in the tournament game i mean i think that's awesome yeah i mean if you think back to the to the acc tournament a couple years ago in brooklyn uh, there was a lot of UVA fans there uh, both years. And so I think that UVA travels well. And I think that there's also just a lot of UVA people in New York. Um, although I think with Philly being that close and the Big East having control over Madison Square Garden these past couple of years for their tournament, I have a feeling that Nova might have a bigger crowd. Like just slightly though. That that would yeah, be my I guess. Yeah, I mean, looking at, looking at the... And- 
uh, just university size, UVA is 12,000 undergrad, Villanova is about 7,000. So UVA almost doubles up Villanova. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows, man? I mean, both, like you said, Big East um, roots there for Villanova, you know, I I could see it going either way. But I mean, that's just going to be such an awesome experience. I'll be curious to see, you know, how much they can fill up MSG. You yeah. know, is it a packed crowd? Is it close to a packed crowd? You know, and a lot of it might just be on when the game is played as a November game. I think it's most likely going to be a December game. But, dude, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just so exciting. And now now we have another little thing to play with during our quarantine. Yeah. You know, what is this game going to look like? I mean, two hopefully top five matchup here. I mean, my guess is that they they won't be able to fill the crowd because of uh, coronavirus. I'm afraid that it's still going to be like a half crowd or maybe less than that, just based on the distancing rules. That would yeah, be my only I mean, that, fear. That definitely could be the case. Um, but, you know, you know, speaking of that, you know, we've seen a lot of colleges come out recently, you know, more Southern schools coming out and saying, you know, students will be uh, on campus in the fall for classes. You know, it looks like especially the SEC, especially is angling hard to make sure that football season happens. So, you know, we'll see how it all goes. I mean, I really, really hope this is a game we can go to because, I mean, there's nothing more that I want. Hopefully it's a Saturday game too. Yeah, so we can CBS game? Go up for the weekend. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. That'd be great. I think, um, I think while we're on the subject, why don't we kind of divert a little bit and talk about some other teams that you would like to see us play over the next, you know, couple seasons or whatever. Because I was just thinking about this. I saw a rumor on Twitter that uh, Kentucky and UVA were planning a home-and-home. Home. Now, I haven't seen I, – I didn't see any credible sources for that, but there was some, like, light chatter here and there. Um, and I think that would be a sweet matchup against Kentucky. Or Is there anyone else who you think, you know, would be really fun to have a home-and-home home with? I'm with you. I think Kentucky. But I think Kentucky kind of for the – opposite reason of Villanova right so like Villanova is almost UVA's peer if you will as far as kind of clean you know classy program play at a high level you know Jay Wright and Tony Bennett just two of the best coaches in the country and, and handsome then, and beautifully handsome of course um, but uh and then you know a Kentucky matchup with UVA I mean that almost has kind of the Catholics versus convicts feel to it mm-hmm. you know the, the one and done model versus the Tony Bennett recruited develop model and so it's obviously two very very different and contrasting matchups so yeah I mean I would be fine with Kentucky but <laughs> it'd just be totally different reasons but yeah I mean as far as geographical proximity goes there you know you're not flying across the country to get there I think that can make a lot of sense I think Kentucky, I also really enjoyed the West Virginia games that we had a couple of years ago. Um, I thought they were fun, and especially because we're right next to each other. It's kind of like a border war kind of deal, which is fun. Um, and, you know, if we're ca- talking about in-state, I want to play VCU more. I think that the matchups with VCU are really fun. Um, I'm, I'd am i be surprised if we don't play them uh, again soon because it's been a couple of years. And we usually do a home and home with them every so often. But I really like playing VCU. They've got a great fan base and they've got a historically good program as well. So I think playing them as kind of like a, you know, big brother, little brother thing is is a really fun thing to do. 
Yeah, and you know, those couple matchups we had when Shaka Smart was still there were really, really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first the first one, I guess, was you and I's kind of first home basketball yeah, game. Yeah, it was our NBA, first home that basketball buzzer game. Beater, yeah. uh, for VCU, and then Virginia won the next season. But yeah, I, I think that could be really interesting as well. I mean, anything to kind of stir up these rivalries. And, you know, in the ACC, you know, you're kind of getting away from that a little bit just with conference expansion and, you know, everything else that's going on. So if you're able to drum up something like this, you know, like a UVA Villanova series, you mm-hmm. know, having a UVA Villanova series and a Kentucky Virginia series is kind of tough to do both at the same time. But, you know, anything to kind of drum up these rivalries, I'm in favor of. because I think it just it's just part of the beauty of college sports. Is there any team that you don't want to play like ever again? Uh, probably Michigan State. <laughs> Oh but. really? No, I I want to I want them. I want them one more time. Michigan State scares me, man. I want them at home. <laughs> That'd be a crazy environment. Yeah. That'd, it'd be pretty crazy to see. Yeah. The the one team I can think of is Maryland. I real I'm over Maryland. I don't want to play them again. I know they're historically our rivals, but I really just dislike their fans and their team and I I I'm just over it. Yeah, I feel that. I you know, part of me kind of wants to play Maryland in football just because I think it'd be really interesting to see. But as far as Maryland and basketball goes, I'm kind of done with that as well. But yeah. they're just not my favorite. Yeah, I agree. Rob, is there anything? So I think we've covered basketball a little bit. We're totally excited for the Villanova game. Uh, hopefully we can go to it. If not, it'll be a great game on TV. Is there anything you want to talk about with the football recruiting you know, explosion that happened last week. I know this has been covered a lot, but is there anything you want to add just kind of on your, in your own words? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of good momentum for the staff, man. You know, it's hard to recruit during this time. And, you know, I was reading an article about football recruiting the other day where, you know, these kind of top 100, top 200 prospects, I mean, they're getting literally over a hundred messages a day from different football programs from their coaches saying, Hey, are you interested here? Are you interested there? So it's really hard for, you know, teams and programs to really be able to stand out among that. And Virginia's recruiting tear, you know, last week was awesome. And it really shows an ability of the staff to adapt. And, you know, again, this isn't, this isn't, they're not bringing in a ton of four stars. There's not going to be any five stars, but that's not Bronco Mendenhall's model. And, you know, he's bringing in higher and three-star guys. We've got a four-star guy now in the Karen in the class. And, you know, it, it really gives kind of a boat of confidence to how Virginia is going to do. And you look at the recruiting, a lot of it's at linebacker. And, you know, that's a testament to the staff and how Virginia has developed those athletes, those Noah Taylors, those Charles Snowdens. I mean, heck, even a Chris Peace type of guy, you know. So you look at that and you just got to be really excited about how this team is doing. And looking at this coming year, you know, I'm tracking us still with four spots open for 2020. So there's still potential transfer news on the horizon. There's You're still probably looking at, call it, at least 10 more guys that are most likely going to join this 2021 class. But yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about it. And I'm sure, I, I know we were all pretty excited about just kind of the social media energy the staff gave off too. It was pretty oh, yeah. cool to see. Yeah, that was incredible. They they really, they're all behind it. I love uh, Bronco just showing off the bat symbol with the new logo in it, I think it's really, you know, they're buying in and, and the staff gets pumped whenever they get, it doesn't matter who it is. They are pumped no matter who joins their team. And I think that's a really cool, 
um, atmosphere, not only for fans, but also for the recruits. I think that it's cool to see that everyone's really excited that they're joining. Um, you know, cause I don't think, you know, with, without the staff's help, I don't think I would know cause I, recruiting is hard to follow a lot of times, but when the staff, when they all post something about it, it's really easy to follow. And so I really, <laughs> I appreciate the staff for that. It's, yeah, very so that signal I kind of thought was weird at first, but it's kind of grown on I me. I really honestly. like it. And when we like when we woke up to it like four days in a row, yeah. I was like, all right, <laughs> this is <laughs> cool. This is cool. Though the other thing Bronco does is he he likes the um the gif of him running down the sideline uh during the Tech game, where yeah. <laughs> right after we got the touchdown at the end. So that's also a great gift that he likes to use when there's good news coming. So it's kind of like the Jason Wilford. It's a great day to be a Wahoo tweet. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but just, just with the bat symbol. So I'm excited for, to see more of that coming down the line. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was, uh, tech losing their four-star quarterback today, right before the Villanova game was announced against Virginia. Uh, Rob, why is this a big deal? You know, you don't, you don't want to dig too much into recruiting because recruiting is such a crazy game. But yeah, it is a big deal for Tech's class. You know, Tech's class, they had a really small class last year and it showed up in the rankings. I think they ended up getting ranked like 80th or 90th or something like that. So Fuente really needs kind of a bigger class, a punchier headline this uh, this with this coming class. And, you know, their quarterback, uh, Demetrius Davis, you know, was part of that. He was one of the top quarterback recruits in the country. He was borderline with that top 100 border. And him decommitting, you know, looks like heavy predictions are putting him going to Auburn. Mm -hmm. um, him decommitting, A, you know, really hurts the class from a rankings perspective right now. But B, a lot of other players are tied to him. You know, mm -hmm. there's uh, perhaps one and maybe even as many as two players that will probably end up wherever he's going. So, you know, that's another thing you got to watch with Tech is guys who or additional guys that might be decommitting there as well so you know there's going to be a lot of fallout from this or at least some fallout from this so it's certainly worth monitoring as far as how virginia tech recruiting goes and you know again you know these kids got to make the best decisions for themselves and i don't like virginia tech but doesn't mean i don't like the players or anything like that yeah but you know it's certainly interesting to follow how this is going and um especially kind of in contrast to what uva was doing last week yeah i think it's really interesting because you know, it's a tale of the tape. Like when, when Fuente was hired at Tech, it was kind of like the the big splash right after Beamer retired. Um, and the contrast between how Tech's program and how UVA's program have gone over the past couple of years has been really um, staggering in terms of how Tech, it, it feels like they've kind of stagnated a little bit in terms of um, not success, but in terms of like, recruiting hype and and getting good players there and um and with virginia it, fe it really feels like especially after this week we're, we're just kind of going up and that's that's just the way it feels as a fan but i'm i'm not i'm curious to see what other people think as well yeah and you know one thing you got to be careful with is and i fall into this trap all the time it's kind of confusing you know general perception with social media perception right because you know yeah. the social media and the message boards crowds are really they're really diehard fans but they're really kind of the minority of uh you know the big fan base in general 
So, I mean, I find, I fall into this trap all the time where I see people freaking out on Twitter and then I ask, you know, my parents what they think of something and they're like, Oh, that's happening. Like as if they never heard what everybody else was freaking out about. So, you know, the reason I bring that up though, is because the tech fans on Twitter, on the message boards, you know, they're pretty upset by this and, the coaching staff, you know, it's kind of tough to say where they are. You know, it really wasn't that long ago that Justin Fuente was flirting with that Baylor job either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's just kind of a bit of disarray right now. And I don't know if it's just kind of a blip in the radar or if it's something more to come. I mean, Virginia Tech, they did win eight games last season. You yeah. know, easy schedule, but they did win eight games last season. But I think as far as the trajectory goes, I mean, you got to look at UVA trending up. And Virginia Tech, you know, is this a plateau? Is it downward? I don't know, but, you know, there's certainly that positive momentum on the UVA side that you're just not quite feeling right now with the Virginia Tech side. So most importantly, am I allowed to make fun of Tech fans for this decommit? <laughs> the fans, yes. Okay. <laughs> I think that's, I no, think that's I, perfectly I wouldn't make fun of players or anything. I would never do that. Just the fans. Well, it's different than some Tech fans, man. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> different than some UVA fans. Uh, that's all true Too. man we all we all play that game yeah i think um this was just supposed to be a, a short little pod but rob is there anything else you want to mention any sports going on that you're interested in nah you know i'm just trying to keep up with recruiting right now following recruiting but i'll tell you man like the whole reason we decided to have this emergency pod is you know villanova and dude i'm so excited for villanova like i said i'm so excited for this coming basketball season and the season after that, and the season after that, you know, I'm just so excited for this. Great announcement. I'm really glad this is something that, you know, presumably Tony Bennett and Jay Wright are kind of both on board with as well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a great look for both programs, and I'm excited to see where where this goes. And hopefully people can go to that game. You know, we'll, we'll keep uh, tabs on that as the months go on. But with that, I think that's it for today. So make sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and um, iTunes at Guys and Ties Pod. Uh, go ahead and check out us on Instagram and Snapchat as well at Guys and Ties Pod. Rob does the bonus content there. Uh, some good bonus content I hear came out recently. And um, <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> Hard to do nowadays. And <laughs> um, go check out Armchair Media. They, they're our host, and uh, they got a lot of great other podcasts going on. Go check out some of what they got. And we'll see you guys next time. Go Who's, baby. Go Who's. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.